Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Um, and your own story is such an interesting one in terms of bringing people together and encouraging conversation. And you came out as transgender way back in 85, which seems a hell of a long time ago. I was just a kid. And um, obviously the reaction then, well, I've heard you talk about it, say that, you know, you, you encountered violence at times, certainly a very diff- different reaction you would hope to now. Um, how do you think we have evolved as a humanity in that respect? It, it is an interesting point because I was actually trying to look at it and say what actually locks in good and positive and progressive and diverse uh, and, you know, uh, tolerant ways, which must be the way forward if we're being more tolerant or open-minded. What locks that in? Because sometimes you move forward and then another government comes and says, let's repeal those laws. I mean, Trump just did that. Let's yeah. repeal all the agreements and that. Let's use lying as a tool of politics. And uh, I tried to do it very gradually. And it was, it was uh, I felt very toxic at the time. People, yeah, I have had fights in the street, but hurt people hurling abuse, that was like standard. We have got better, but it's been slowly, slowly. And what I did personally was I thought, I can't be an activist, an overt activist. That won't be the way I do it. What I will do is I will say, I'm out. I th- the language has changed over the years. So I was TV when I came out. And there was TV and TS, transvestite, transsexual. And I used to think about it and think, well, actually, transgender is the whole group. And there are several subgroups in that. But the language changed over the years, and it became trans and transgender. So that's, that's what I am. That's what I always was. And I've known since the age of five. But I thought, coming out, and I am resilient. I knew I was resilient. So if people shout at me, I shout back at them. If they fight me, I fight them back. That's what I do, and so I'm the right person to do that fight. Just for myself, initially, create a space for myself so that I could exist in society. That's what I wanted to do. I felt, felt lesbian and gay and bisexual people have done great work since Stonewall, really, and, and probably and before that as well, particularly since Stonewall in 69, to, uh, to knit LGB people into society. We're here, you heard about the pink pound, the pink dollar. People had their disposable income. If people could get away from their prejudices, they could trade with people who had, you know, gay companies, gay, or uh, gay people, they could say, you are my customers, our customers for our company, and they could uh, make money, which is what makes the world go around. 
trans was always toxic and considered outside of it. So that was my job. I knew to try and knit trans, big trans into society and say, hello, we're here. And I've known this since I was a kid. I'm gender fluid. I've got boy genetics, girl genetics. Don't know quite how it works, but it's truthful. It's there. I'm getting the conversation going. Mental health definitely helped my mental health. Um, but it was a fight and I was ready to fight and I took it on and, you know, came out in 85 and probably 2014 was the tipping point where three things happened in America. The series Transparent was out. It started winning awards uh, about someone who was transitioning and that was winning Emmys and Golden Globes. Um, there was uh, Caitlyn Jenner got the front cover of Vanity Fair, big noise around the world on that. Um, ex-Olympian uh, pentathlete, I believe, or heptathlete, and uh, Laverne Cox, who's black, black uh, uh, trans woman activist, and uh, in Orange is the New Black, and got woman, person of the year, woman of the year, with Time magazine, Life magazine. And those three things made a big noise out of America, and that kind of helped. And then diversity came in, sort of the word diversity was, was more about and then you know I took I someone was screaming at me not you know two three years ago in the streets outside my house so I reported them to the police in our country and Crown Prosecution Service took, took it seriously as did the police and they were very positive and progressive about it and that person was prosecuted and I went to court and magistrates heard the arguments and they found them guilty um, the bizarre thing is I came back thinking okay job done this is they were nasty. They did a hate crime. And so Crown Prosecution Service found against them. But I came out of the train station, just going back home, and some other idiot started shouting at me again and pointing. And uh, and so I, uh, I, I just thought, you know, okay, we got one of them has just been uh, told to stand down and stop being so hateful. There's another one just right there. But, you know, it's less than it was before. But it's still very difficult for people to come out. Actually, it's probably easier for people to come out than ever before. But it's difficult to, there's 10 years after you come out, to knit your new gender identity into your own world and society. So that's a difficult point. So a lot of people do find it a, a huge struggle. Um, but I've been through 35 years of, of knitting myself into, into like, you know, doing, doing stand-up in, in girl mode, as I call it. It's like boy mode and girl mode. For me, it's a superhero thing. These are not fantastic, you know, lines, boy mode and girl mode, but man mode and woman mode doesn't work for me. And I can't, if anyone can come up with a better one, I will happily borrow it. But at the moment, that's, that's how I call it. It's interesting because I, I, I still can't get my head right round why people would behave as those two individuals did towards you, and I'm sure countless others. Um, I had Charlie Martin on this podcast, who's the first transgender racing driver. And right. I asked why she thought that it was such a problem for people. She believed that people feel safer if they can pigeonhole you in some way. And a, a sort of lack of understanding, firstly, between gender and sexuality, you know, that confused people. And, and she felt that if you could pigeon, if, if others could pigeonhole you, they somehow felt safer about themselves. Does that kind of tally with your experience? Yes, I'd say that. I'd also say the people who start the hatred usually have started the hatred with themselves. They usually don't like themselves. 
they have a hatred for themselves. Now, they may disagree with that, but where can you get, if you're happy within yourself and someone comes up to you and says, I am different to you, and surely you go, well, tell me about you. I am curious to know more about you. But if you're not, if you're insecure, if you, and we've got to say that some people have a strong character and some people have a weaker character. If you're a weaker character person and you want to blame, you want to hate, you don't like the situation you're in, and maybe you're in a, in a bad situation, it's not your fault, but lashing out and blaming people who are, you see as other to you, and you know, you saw the hatred on the 6th of January, uh, the Trump supporters in Washington, DC. That was hatred, that wasn't mild disagreement. That was violence, five people died, including a policeman. And uh, you saw that happen, the joy they had of, of doing insurrection, being a mob, being rioting. And that's, and Trump encouraged that, he encouraged that because he's, he has a very, very, very weak character. One of the weakest characters we've seen in charge of a country. Um, I mean, because whilst we seem more enlightened now, I mean, I was, I was, I felt quite sad that you said it took to 2014 when, when you think that you came out as transgender way back in 85. That's a long period. I love this idea of a kind of bespoke approach, though, that you're knitting your own individual character and story into the wider fabric of society. But does it worry you slightly that whilst most people seem to be good and enlightened, there is this sort of polarisation of opinion and many ways the far right have been threatened in a way by what they consider to be this woke generation. Well, if a racist person is threatened by being forced to saying that if you're gonna use hate crimes and you're gonna use your racist racism and your hatred against average people, that is a hate crime. If they feel pushed back by that and embattled by that, well, they should seek help. Yeah. We can't say that if people are doing crimes encouraging hate crimes and, and taking part in hate crimes that we've got to think about that and well how can we make it easier for them to do their hate crimes i don't agree with that with it's you know but they weren't hate crimes before we didn't see it that way and they but they were all the way back if you think about the nazi germany was just one big organization of hate crime it was crimes against humanity from the first word to the last word, Hitler lied upon lie upon lie. No one has lied as much as him, except Trump, bizarrely. But you know, you say Trump, well, he didn't start a world war. But then if Hitler had been voted out after four years, he wouldn't have had a world war. So we don't know what Trump would have done if he'd, he'd stayed in, but he will be going tomorrow. Yes. So tomorrow. You un I understand the thing. I yes. just want to make that clear that it's, if you're extreme far right, if you're coming from hatred, you're saying we've got to address this hatred and, and pander to it. I disagree. I say that's wrong. You're acting out of society. Some people feel they are disenfranchised, but the, the franchise is society. If you're in society, now some people have lost their jobs through no fault of their own. understand. You're going to be absolutely angry and pissed off about that situation. Obama worked very hard to try and make that better and got the country in a much better situation than Bush had landed it in. And then in comes Trump lying, saying it's American carnage, but he caused American carnage. So the simple thing of lying and coming up with all his fake news, he's the biggest fake president we've ever been. And that kind of style of leadership where lies allowed to use as a tool and pandering to some people who've been 
racist and sexist. He gave them permission to be that again. That's why some people rule with we with him very loyal because they want to be racist and they want to be sexist. You saw the Confederate flag in Capitol Hill. That was a fight to continue slavery. You cannot cut it any other way. The Southern states wanted to continue to have their slaves and be able to treat them in, a, in, in well, again, crimes against humanity. They were just horrible, terrible things happening over 400 years. They wanted to continue that. And you can say state was right, you can say whatever you want, it comes down. They wanted to keep slavery going. And in the end, it was Lincoln and General Grant who gets missed out from this, but those two together, they, uh, they changed America, but still, it's still not quite there. There's still people saying, come on, Confederate flag, let's start this again. And is education the key to this? Because it feels as if you can't be enlightened and you can't see the greater good and the impact of uh, making humanity great again, unless you have been educated to that, to that extent. You know, even if I talk about Charlie Martin and her, the, the amount of uh, misinformation that people have about transgender athletes, for example, in yeah. her case and, and in yours, um, it does seem to come back to a lack of education, a lack of understanding, a lack of acceptance. A lack of education, absolutely. You know, again, if you take drugs, criminalizing drugs, causing a whole lot of criminal class and creating the organized crime, the massive organized crime that we see. Just, we knew this from prohibition. We knew that's what it does. So probably education and decriminalization is a better way forward. It's not a perfect way forward, but organized crime with with kidnappings, with killings, going on and on and on, starting from Al Capone and all those guys and the mafia bosses. We know that's bad. There's brilliant, brave prosecutors in Italy who take on the mafia. And, and you, I just read about one just recently. They're so brave, those prosecutors, those judges in Italy who do this. And we never give them enough thanks for this. So it's, uh, it's something we've, we've just got to... Uh, bear in mind that some people, I think, are lost. So even if you give them all the education, they've made up their mind. They wish to be racist and they wish to be sexist and they wish to be homophobic, transphobic. They feel they should have permission to do that. If you're a white supremacist, how do you get someone who's, in a, who's a determined white supremacist away from that? Because they think white people are supposed to rule the world. That is wrong. We were 20,000 people 200,000 years ago. Now we're 7.8 billion people. It will only work if a fair chance in life is the right of every person in the world. And that's what I'm fighting for. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink. And you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bose. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.